Author's Preface Imagine a world without any boundaries. Zero rules. Zero traditions. Zero cultural norms. Even a free-spirited individual may not like the sound of that. A world without any rules is begging for chaos. For any complex system, like a society, some rules are better than none. If you live in a well-off society, then it's easy to take small things for granted, such as the roads. Streetlights, clear boundaries on the road showing a separation in lanes, stop signs, etc. These are all tools which help the driver navigate the streets. These serve as rules for all the other drivers who desire to travel from one spot to the next. When the light is green, go. When the light is red, stop. Sure, every now and then some drivers don't abide by these rules, but every now and then is better than always. Now imagine a society that's not that well off. They too have the streetlights, clear boundaries on the road showing a separation in lanes and stop signs. However, most of the drivers don't follow the rules. They drive past the red light whenever they feel like it, there are tons of cars that drive in the middle of two lanes causing traffic jams. Plus, stopping at a stop sign is a laughable concept. You may think I'm joking, however, many countries around the world have roads that are the utmost chaos. When you make eye contact with that chaos, you begin to appreciate boundaries that were once taken for granted. The real world isn't always that pretty. It would be a utopian world where there are boundaries for everything, clear black and white ways of doing things. Yet, that's not the case. This is the reason for injustices, someone getting the short end of the stick, betrayal, and much more. But a lack of boundaries doesn't always have to be terrifying. In plenty of occasions, a lack of rules can be used to your advantage. This book will get you thinking in a different way. Are boundaries an illusion? After I graduated from college, I got a job in Sterling, Virginia. Most of my life had been spent in Florida. I had no clue where Sterling was or if I even knew anyone there. I was starting over. To make matters worse, my company said that I would be staying with a bunch of random people in a house until my training was complete. Really? Y'all can't even get me a solo apartment? This was going to be tough. The day I land in Virginia, a confused cab driver picks me up. He keeps asking me for directions and keeps hitting dead ends on the roads. After some time, he pulls up in front of the place that I'm supposed to be staying at. I thought this must have been some sort of mistake. It wasn't. When I saw where I would be staying for the next couple of months, my sadness turned to joy. I was going to be staying in a mansion. Sterling, Virginia is one of the wealthiest spots in the United States. It took some time for me to get comfortable with the roommates who had already built a friendship before me entering that day. Luckily, I was able to get closer with them as time passed on by. The house had a dog named McDice, a beautiful German shepherd that was friendly and always down to play. McDice was a part of the family in that household. He instilled a culture of us all having each other's backs, as strange as that sounds. Animals have the power to bond humans, 
One day, something unusual happens. McDice, who's normally super energetic, is low in energy. He seems almost lifeless. He's occupying a corner in the house and is not moving. The food remains untouched, and the water is still. What's going on? The roommates were worried. We did some research on what could possibly be the issue, but we had no clue. It was time to take McDice to the vet. Mariah, McDice's owner, went on to explain what was going on to the vet. The vet was a large man, roughly 6'5", broad shoulders with a British accent. He seemed like he hated his job. He said he had no clue what was wrong with the dog and couldn't say what the next steps were until he ran some preliminary tests and did some x-rays. He wondered if McDice ate something that he wasn't supposed to. When the vet gave the amount due to for the preliminary checkups, Mariah was crushed. It was a gargantuan amount that she simply couldn't afford. Not only that, even if the roommates were to pool their money together, we still couldn't afford it. Did I mention we were not getting paid until we were done with the training? At this stage, we were all just running through our savings accounts. Mariah begged the vet to lower the price, but he wouldn't budge. He told us the vet offers a service to put dogs to sleep just in case we couldn't do anything. This vet's lack of compassion was infuriating. However, he was just doing his job. Compassion wasn't in his rule book. Time goes on by. As we're talking about what the next step is, I decide to go to the parking lot to make sure my car didn't get towed. I had parked somewhere iffy. While I'm walking to the car, this Russian girl comes to me. She was the quiet girl who was standing by the large vet, observing. She didn't say much, but you could tell she was listening. She comes to me and asks, How much can you pay? I'm curious. I was baffled that she asked me that question. That's when she shaves off $500 from the price the vet gave. Can you pay that? She asked. I loved her generosity, but we couldn't pay that. We had to go much lower, maybe half of what the vet proposed. I shook my head in sadness. What about uh, $1,000 off? Can you pay that? The Russian girl asked. She wanted to help. However, she wanted to help in a very private way. Otherwise, her boss could easily tell something fishy was going on. That's why I believed she approached me in a one-on-one -on -one setting. After talking to her for some time, I eventually said, I'm sorry, but we're all broke at the moment. We don't have money during training. We just have enough to pay 50% of the bill. I thought the Russian girl would get furious for me proposing such a low number, but she didn't. She gave me the facial expression which indicated, Say no more. Then left. After 20 minutes, the Russian girl comes to the room with all the roommates and says, Hey, we looked and saw certain operations were not needed. This is the final bill. This girl hands us a bill for 50% of what was initially proposed. The roommates couldn't believe it. It felt like a miracle had just been hand-delivered to us. The Russian girl looked at me and made a sudden shh motion with her index finger when the others weren't looking, implying, don't say a word. McDice was back to being healthy in a few days. It was nothing a few minor shots couldn't take care of. That Russian girl showed me that boundaries are there, yes. But often, those boundaries are negotiable. What are street smarts? When you envision street smarts, you may envision something dark, 
images of someone robbing a bank, doing illegal activities, or manipulating others. However, I don't view it like that. My definition of street smarts is the ability to adapt and thrive in a changing world. This is the mindset of someone who's bold, has a quick bounce-back rate from rejection, and regularly gathers practical life experiences. Street smarts serve as practical problem-solving that factor in emotions as well. It's easy to be smart when there's not much pressure, when you're in a safe environment. However, the tables turn when you have to problem-solve with your heart beating fast due to terror. The moment of terror will be presented many times in the real world. A large part of street smarts comes down to communication skills. The Russian girl who helped get the deal for the vet cost is not a rare character. Plenty of people will try to give you a helping hand when your back is against the wall. A mind that is not primed with the rule sets of street smarts will be blind when those opportunities present themselves. Other times, people who you thought you could rely on to the T suddenly backstab you. Sometimes it's right after you got done telling others about what a stand-up person this individual was. Dualities exist. Street smarts is about accepting the good and the bad. It's about viewing the good and the bad in the same light, so this individual becomes unbreakable. Can street smarts and book smarts coexist? Imagine you're waiting for a bus late at night. You're waiting in an extremely dangerous neighborhood with no one nearby. Suddenly, a man dressed in all black starts walking towards you. He's holding a machete. He asks, Would you like to keep your right arm or your left? In terror, you say, I want to keep both. Despite you being a right-handed individual, you still understand the value of your left hand. Both the arms complement one another. One side leads, the other side helps magnify. That's a dynamic that street smarts and book smarts have with one another. It's not a matter of putting them in competition. Instead, it's about finding unique ways to have them magnify one another. Street smarts represent application. Book smarts represent theory. Combine both and create synergy. With that being said, one side for the most part needs to lead. Which one is your right hand? Traditionally, we're taught to lead with book smarts first. That's because it's easier to quantify book smarts. It's easier to see whether or not the kid passed the class and which letter grade they got. It becomes much more difficult to measure the work ethic, discipline, and consistency they exhibited leading up to that grade. Remember, street smarts are built through the lack of boundaries, while book smarts are built by operating within boundaries. How is someone meant to combine these two disparate concepts? Lead with one and fill in the gaps in understanding with the other. Lead with street smarts and fill in the gaps in understanding with book smarts. This creates a well-educated doer rather than a savage who hasn't read a book in ages or the know-it-all with zero skin in the game. Having skin in the game requires street smarts leading the way. It's a game of doing, applying, and taking purposeful actions centered around a vision. With targeted acts, it becomes much easier to find content that fits your life purpose, rather than just asking for random book suggestions for the sake of feeling smart. 
Booksmarts and Streetsmarts can absolutely coexist. It's just about determining which one you want leading your life. How this book works. This book is collection of my insights from the world of street smarts. You'll learn practical concepts regarding public speaking, social skills, emotional intelligence, creativity, storytelling, and level-up mindset. These soft skills give you a deeper understanding of how to deal with the intricacies of human nature. Each of the stories and essays are unrelated with one another, so you can pick and choose whichever content you'd like to consume without the fear of missing something from a prior chapter. The lessons in this book were learned the hard way. Some of the content has a step-by-step -step process of how I go about solving certain issues that pertain to street smarts. Other parts of the book don't have a clear solution. This leaves the reader to assign their own meaning and get a stronger grasp of what they believe the moral was. Most of the stories in this book are under a thousand words, which makes it a short, short story if we're being technical. I believe tiny tales are a weapon when it comes to learning, because it fires a machine gun of ideas into the mind of the reader, which will make it stick. Building your street smarts. A concept which is important in street smarts is resonation. This is the art of meeting someone in a similar vibrational frequency. I share the stories in this book from my first-hand perspective, so rather than being given a lecture in the formal setting of PowerPoints, you can get a bird's-eye view of someone else building their street smarts. The journey of informal education never ends. It's only a journey that gets better with time. To put into words what has no boundaries is a difficult task. It takes some time to get out of the school mindset of thinking, X, Y, and Z will give me X, Y, and Z. In the real world, X, Y, and Z can give you one, five, and zebra. The world is unpredictable. There's pain and there's joy. There are ups and there are downs. There's cowardice and there's bravery. The nuances and the dynamics of these differences are what allows the human mind to extract meaning. Building street smarts is learned the hard way. Where the masses mainly learn in a formal sense, the street smarts individual learns in a dynamic sense. Being inflexible sounds great until you have your first encounter with the world being flexible. Unlike roads, life doesn't always have the street lights, clear boundaries showing lanes, and the stop signs. Plenty of lessons are up for interpretation. So let these 101 short stories, essays, and insights help you think in a different way. Most of our lives we led with book smarts. Now it's a new philosophy of leading with street smarts and sprinkling in books along the way. This leads for a memorable journey and a holistic experience in the roads of life. Armani Talks